Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is episode 170 of the Engaging Missions show, and it's a special edition because we're going to hear from several guests about their memories, their thoughts, their perspectives on Christmas. Welcome, friends. It's great to have you. This is a special edition. I'm doing things a little bit differently because of the holidays. And I wanted to share with you, as we start, the music under this is just one of my favorite Advent or Christmas songs of really of all time, because it speaks to my heart of the longing that we have for Christ to return and to make things right. In this week's episode, we're going to hear from several guests. We're going to hear about some unique opportunities. We're going to hear about healing from loss, about being separated by the miles, about the varieties of expression in Christmas celebrations. We're also going to hear about some ways that we might be able to encourage or support missionaries during this season. I would like to encourage you as we head into this to consider ways that you might be able to minister God's love during this season, whether that's volunteering or inviting a neighbor or just sharing a smile with somebody. Consider how you might minister Christ's love. I'd also like to ask you to pray about being involved in our upcoming fundraiser. I'll give you more information as we get into the first of the year. But before I do that, I really want for you to hear from God. So I just ask you to pray and consider how much God might ask you to be involved in this. If God gives you a number, I'd ask you to write it down and just keep it and pray about it. If God doesn't ask you to be involved, that's okay. That's, that's certainly fine with me, it's between you and God, and I just ask that you pray uh, that I would be effective in raising funds for this ministry, and that they would be able to accomplish everything, because every, everything that God has for them, because it takes all of us. God calls some of us to give, call, God calls some of us to pray, God calls some of us to go, and that's okay, that's the body of Christ being the body of Christ. With that, I'm going to go ahead and get off of my soapbox. We're going to head into some of our time with some previous guests on the show as they share their thoughts and their their dreams and their experiences uh, from Christmas. I'll go ahead and introduce each one of them as we get to them. Uh, so as we transition, just, just take a few seconds, enjoy the music, and remember what Christ has done for us as we head into hearing what Christ has done for, uh, for missionaries as well. Our first guest today is going to be Anne Heinrichs with Adventive Cross-Cultural Initiatives. You can find out more information about her on the Adventive website. I'll make sure to have that all linked up for you in the show notes. 
Uh, and today she has some really interesting things uh, to share. In particular, I was intrigued by what she shared about how she's seen people, believers in other cultures, ministering to refugees and to other people during the holidays in maybe some non-traditional ways. I found that her story was really heartwarming, and I really connected with what she shared. I hope that you found it find it inspiring and that you hear from God as she's sharing. So I had a unique opportunity last year. I was over in Europe during the month of December, right before Christmas, and I kind of totally forgot that it was Christmas time because I was so focused on who I was going to visit and what missionaries I was going to have the privilege to engage with and see. And so I was able to go to Germany and Italy right before Christmas and see both areas in full swing in the Christmas season. And it was really touching for me to see how our missionaries in both of those places were participating and helping share the love of Jesus in really creative and meaningful ways in their communities. So in in Germany, I witnessed how our friend's church was reaching out to the refugees in the area through food and packaging up boxes for Christmas and giving out hundreds of gifts to the refugees. And then also in Italy, two of our churches there were participating in the Marketino which are the open markets that are through all the streets and in between all the buildings and and every city and every town has their own marketino. And so these churches were giving away at their booths um, handmade things that their church members had made for donations instead of selling to make money and have income. And in the process of that, they were sharing the love of Christ with their shoppers and visitors, as well as hosting events in their churches. And one of them had a beautiful Christmas concert, and they were able to bring in families and neighbors in a really disarming way and safe way. People came and they served the typical Italian Christmas cakes called panettone, and they even served champagne, which I thought was pretty remarkable (laughs) for a church event. It was really exciting. And so we were just really blessed to kind of witness this and live this out together and have different Christmas meals together. And I just want to invite everyone to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters. We have about 68 different missionaries serving around the world, and that the Lord would continue to ignite them and give them creative ways to share His love this Christmas season. Next up, we have Brian Thompson of Story for All. You can find out more information on his website at storyforall.com, that's story and the number four. And also, he has a podcast by that same name. I was really intrigued by what he shared about different cultures and establishing traditions and that kind of thing. I think that it was really insightful. And I'd also like to ask you, uh, if you're listening at this around Christmas time, to remember his family in prayer. I heard on his podcast that they recently had a loss in their family. I don't really know any details, but I'd just like to ask you to join me and join us in praying for them and just remember their family during this time. For some people, the holidays can be difficult even when a loved one um, is lost or is not able to to be there. Even as believers, sometimes those can still be difficult times. So I just ask that you remember him and his family and their ministry in your prayers and listen to what he has to share about Christmas across cultures, uh, bridging the divide, and then also about establishing traditions. Hello and Christmas greetings to you from Ireland. My name is Brian Thompson. I am the founder director of Story for All podcast and also the European director for the God Story Project and Simply the Story. Christmas is a special time of the year as it is for us. I'm sure it probably is for you. And uh, wherever you are celebrating at this time of the year, we will be separated as a family, sadly. My daughter is off in Australia 
But God willing, the rest of us are going to be gathering at Christmas on Christmas Day for a good family time together. Now, one of the things, you know, when you are serving the Lord overseas in missions, as I have been for most of my life, I have been absolutely stunned by just the varieties of expression that exist amongst believers across the world. Christmas can be celebrated from the beginning of December in some nations all the way through until the 6th of January in other, in other nations, and always with certain traditions that are there. And it's been difficult. Uh, my family comes from two different nations, and my children grew up in a third one. And we were quite often just trying to form something that would be, as it were, a family tradition, an ongoing thing that would take place year by year. And it was always a little bit hard. And to be honest, we eventually settled on a, a, a video that we watch every year, which has a, is a unique Christmas story event type video that is musical and also has a story to it. And we usually play that each year as a family and watch it at some point. Being back in the United Kingdom and in Ireland here for this last decade or so, we've tended to sort of congregate on Christmas Day, which is our special day, and uh, just spend time as a family giving thanks for the day and for what Jesus means in our lives, also sharing presents and uh, listening to the Queen's speech, as we have tended to do, and uh, that's something that uh, happens a lot here in the United Kingdom. And the food that we share is certainly British fare with regards to turkey and ham and also uh, good old plum pudding with brandy butter. Yeah, we have the whole thing. It's our, it's our, uh, it's our British tradition, and we've really enjoyed that. You know, one of the things that strikes me about this event is that there are a lot of people now and increasingly in our globalized and in our cosmopolitan world, as it were, there are many nations who are living around us, nationalities and ethnic groups that live and share our neighborhoods and yet do not share the understanding or the heart of what Christmas is all about. And seeing the shops and uh, what's on sale and the decorations and so on, they could misunderstand this incredible event. And often we reach out to them when we try to tell them about Jesus, but some people from many different nations don't have the same perspective on who this Jesus is, and they don't understand the uniqueness of Christ. And how are they going to discover that? Well, sometimes we reach out and we pass a gospel to them, maybe the Jesus film, various other ways of, of telling people about Jesus. But you know, some people have never heard the story from the beginning. And one of the things that I've really come to see in this last while is the importance of chronologically telling the story, which starts in Genesis with creation, so that Muslims, so that Buddhists, so that Hindus, so that many people from many other comparative religions can get a grasp on the uniqueness of Christ when he appears in the timeline of that chronological story as it begins with creation and delivers us to Christ. When they understand the need for Jesus because of the fall, because they heard about that story in the garden, and then the repeated attempts of Israel to try and do what was right and to do things with, with works and, and so forth, to just come to the simplicity of Jesus after all those stories, 
it's something different. And that's the story, that's the power that really touches and changes hearts amongst Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, and so many others, is telling the story from the beginning. I don't want to make this a promo for the God story itself, but I, that is one of several films there out there that tell the story from the beginning. And we've been really blessed. It's available in more than 350 languages. You can access it at gods-story.org and check out to see if some of the languages of people who live around you, and maybe you can ask them what language they speak if you don't know, look and see if it's on there and order a copy for yourself because this video and this DVD could change someone's life forever as they hear the story from the beginning. So many nations have been impacted, so many hard ground, previously termed hard ground or missionary graveyard places are being impacted by God's story as told in this 80-minute video. And people are beginning to understand who Jesus is and in consequence bowing the knee and confessing him as Lord. I encourage you to think about that today. Is there someone in your Christmas circle who doesn't know the story from the beginning? Are the neighbors around you that have never heard of Jesus? Or if they have heard of him, they see him in tinsel and lights, but they don't understand the story, nor why he needed to come. I encourage you, who can you reach out to? Is there someone whom you can pass a video to? Someone who can hear the story from the beginning? Think about it this Christmas. Let us share the joy of Jesus coming. But also, let's think about how we can take that part of the message, that part of the story that most people don't know, the story that starts, amazingly, from the beginning. Happy Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, folks. God bless you. Next up, we have Brian Hogan. He's been on the show a couple of times. We've had him on the show. We've also had a little bit of segments here and there. Uh, He's an author, a missionary, teaches perspectives on world missions, a lot of great stuff. I'll have his website linked up in the show notes as well. As he was talking about the holidays, he had some really poignant things to remember because if you're not familiar with his story, they actually had a really difficult Christmas when they were on uh, on the field in Mongolia. He shares a little bit about that and about how God's worked some healing in their lives and also how that experience has changed how they go through their Christmas experience. If you've had a a difficult Christmas, I'd encourage you to take heart and uh, listen to what God's done in their lives as well. You know, Christmas is really a different uh, experience for Louise and I. You haven't gotten to the place in your reading of our story yet. So, spoiler alert, (laughs) we had a very difficult Christmas in 1994 where we lost our firstborn uh, son on the mission field in Mongolia at two months of age, and he died on Christmas Eve. And so, for years... Louise and I had to put on the whole Christmas thing, set up the tree, decorate the house, uh, do the presents thing for the sake of our other four children. And um, it was always quite hard on us, but we bucked up and put on our Christmas faces and did it. Hmm. And it was just two years ago, with all the kids moved out of the house, that Louise 
turned to me in November and she said, we don't need to decorate the house this year because all the children are in California <laughs> and they've grown up and um, have their own Christmas traditions starting up this year. And we could do something else. And it was a, a moment of revelation. <laughs> we were like, yes, we could. We don't have to stay here and watch everybody else do Christmas. So we went on a trip uh, on Christmas week. We went down to uh, Mexico and I'm not going to pretend that it was a missions trip. It was pretty much a lie on the beach trip. Enjoy each other. Enjoy the Lord. Think about whatever God was putting on our hearts, but not really dwell on the whole American Christmas thing and how we do that. And it was wonderful. It was the best Christmas that we can remember for the past 20 something years. So, Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how to follow that one up. <laughs> not even sure you want to use that at Christmas time, I'm sure. But. No, actually I do because, you know, a lot of people have hurts from around the holidays. You know, a, a lot of people, their first holiday without a parent or without a spouse or some other loved one is really tough. Yeah. In fact, I just on, sort of on a personal note, maybe seven or eight years ago, I can't remember. I'm starting to get old, so it's all kind of one big year anymore. My mom had breast cancer, and so she had all of the stuff that goes with that, and it was... October, November timeframe. So when we went up for Christmas, it was a really tough year for her. She was, she was happy to have us and my brother and his kids. Cause at the time I didn't have any kids. She was happy to have everybody, but she was really, really worn out. And so it was a really tough holiday for her. So I can relate in just that little tiny way. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get that. It was, I think in uh, 2010, um, and we were actually overseas uh, doing Louise's missionary training at the time. Um, we were in Tanzania, but my mother uh, contracted something she didn't know at the time in her intestines, and she ended up in the hospital over Christmas and she, with this blockage. Well, they discovered it was cancer, hmm. and um, six months later, she was dead. And so <laughs> there was another Christmas that was that was marred for us. So anyway... I think, you know, in terms of what happened to us in Mongolia with our child dying, it ended up being incredibly significant in terms of the work in Mongolia and reaching the Mongols and incredibly significant in many ways for our family. But at the same time, it, it changed how we view Christmas. It changed how we're able to experience Christmas. And so this has just been for us a wonderful thing, discovering this is when we could take a break and unplug from all of the hustle and bustle of Christmas and um, enjoy ourselves in a different way. All right. We have with us Tony Hedrick. He's been on the show before. He's been a missionary for uh, quite a number of years. He's involved with ACCI. He's a killer storyteller. And he's going to share with us a little bit about what it's like to be away from family during Christmas and then also a little bit about what we can do to maybe sometimes make that a little bit easier. Hey, Brian, you do such a good job at introduction. It's great. I I just don't think people get a picture of what it's like uh, on a foreign field. One of the main things that concerns mission agencies, uh, especially in America today, is we're not getting missionaries any longer in the United mm -hmm. States like we used to. And one of the reasons for that is that Americans enjoy the conveniences of their life. They like going out and getting a hamburger when they want to, and they like being able to shop where they want to, and they like having access to all of the electronics and the conveniences of life. 
So it's very hard for them to be willing to go and to live in places remote and difficult where they can't have those things. So I think one of the things about Christmas that people don't quite capture and how we can be of help is that so often these men and women with their children go to, let's say, Africa or Asia or some remote island somewhere to do ministry. And it comes around Christmas time. Now, I have learned this from the young missionaries we've sent out for their first time, their first tour. And uh, they go out sometimes for four years. Well, a lot of them don't go back because it's just so such hardship. There's a great joy in it, but there's such hardship and deprivation. So at the very first year, we have the greatest problems uh, with them staying on the field around Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's, Easter, those holiday periods, because it's very tough for them. They're isolated. At Christmas time, they can't just go out and buy a turkey. Sometimes they have to substitute a fish, or they can't just go down the store and buy cranberry sauce, or they can't make dressing. None of those things are really relevant in those cultures, and so they have to improvise. And the other thing is, is they can't have celebrations like we're used to here, where you know, you've got your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and everybody's opening packages and boxes. You can't even find wrapping paper in some countries. Hmm. And so the isolation of this, uh, especially at Christmas time, creates this culture shock that just hits you square in the face. And there's such despondency and despair at those seasons when you can't be close to your, well, if you have children, they don't have their grandparents around. That's just the way it is. Right. And you've got to substitute their relatives. In other words, you've got to have church members become cousins and aunts and uncles. And it's just a, a different kind of approach to how we handle those kinds of seasons of the year. So I think the way the people who are listening, the best way that they can help is to offset this and, and to keep people in the field, uh, the, not to have them discouraged and say, well, I just can't do this, but when you know somebody's in a remote and uh, isolated region of the world, if you can send them a card or Skype with them or send them a really nice package of things and let them know of even food items. Can you imagine what it would be like to get a box of Oreo cookies, oh. <laughs> you know, or Dorito chips yeah. at Christmas time? I mean, if you're in a foreign field and, and that's the stuff that you love and that's how it holds your memories to being American – uh, or whatever you know, you may your audience may go to England and other parts of the English-speaking world. But yeah. there are things that you just can't get that all of a sudden a box shows up and somebody has thought of them and put a card in the top of them. So we're thinking of you at Christmas time, and we know that you don't get this stuff and you don't have family or to Skype them and talk to them. So I just want to make people aware of of those issues, and that will help them understand how they can best support missionaries in the field. So I hope that's helpful. So that's our special edition for Christmas this year. The show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Christmas 16. I do hope that you found this encouraging and inspiring. As I'm recording this, the actual night that I'm recording this, I'm so excited that I was able to spend an hour or so with some missionary and church planting friends over a short dinner. It was really a wonderful time. It was before Christmas. They just happened to be in town and we connected. During that time, I was encouraged and strengthened, and I trust that they were too. We didn't talk so much about meeting the needs of missionaries, although that kind of stuff is important. But what we did talk about was unity and being reconcilers and encouraging others. 
I'd like to encourage you to reach out to your missionary and your ministry friends over the holidays. Let them know that you're thinking about them and that you care. Maybe take the time to share a story. Maybe take the time to listen to theirs. Maybe just respond to their email newsletter and let them know that you're caring about them and that you're paying attention. For my family, we have some holiday plans. It's going to involve some worship and some travel and some family time. I'm really looking forward to that. My hope and my prayer is that you will experience the love and the life of Christ in a new way this holiday season, and that everyone who you touch will feel just a little bit of Jesus. Enjoy your time, bask in Christ's love, and come back next week for the final episode of the year. It's going to be another special edition, another special episode, full of stories and perspective and personality. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be great to set you up for next year to hear from the perspective of others. As we take our time to play out of this, I'm just going to go ahead and bring the music back up and let you enjoy the rest of this song all the way out. There's not going to be the regular uh, outro or anything like that. This is just specially put together. Enjoy this and join with the saints that came before us, the cry of their heart being, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Israel. 